Oh, hey everybody. This is our What's Up episode. How are you guys doing? Oh, What's I up? <laughs> there you, we Mike. go. We were missing that last time. Um, is this one going out to the public? This is the last one that will go out to the public. The yeah, last yeah. One, because this is a Patreon exclusive episode. But uh, I don't know. We kind of wanted to let everybody know what, what we're doing and what they're missing out on. No, we, yeah. we, I guess. But yeah, you should you should listen to what's up because these are lots of fun. We talk about what's up with us, what movies we've been watching, what we've been doing. It's a lot more chill. Uh, it's a lot less hectic. I do a lot less shouting. I don't know if people like the shouting. I haven't heard any notes. <laughs> I mean, I've heard notes from my collaborators, but I, I try and take those with a grain of salt. Uh, there but, might be more shouting. We don't know. We've only done it once. I could and start I wasn't shouting. Even there. You weren't. So maybe I'm the catalyst that causes I, I, the I might rage. start shouting at you. I don't know. Uh-huh. You're right next to me. Right. It's easier. Great. But uh, it's it's what's up. It's just kind of a catch up, like Jesse said. And uh, so we're just going to start with some movies. Um I've had a pretty good movie run uh, recently after having fallen off for a little bit. But uh, I guess just to start, um, I rewatched Magnolia. And for the first time, though, my wife saw it. She hadn't seen it before. Um, we're trying to do a, a PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, kind of wrap up, see how we feel about him now that we're a little bit older than we began. And uh, it's it's fun. It's It's a beautiful movie. It's harsh. It's messy it's not very well organized uh it's really long but it's it's good it's a beautiful film that will make you feel um yeah and so i I highly recommend it as i recommend all of paul thomas anderson's work it's also not for everybody so you might watch it and you might hate it that that is a very real possibility that you'll hate this movie it's even reasonable maybe it's yeah there's a there's more than a 50 50 chance that you're gonna hate it but i loved it and i was kind of out on it for a little while and i think i'm back in the fold that's, uh, that's Magnolia. Um, we've also been watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi's return to the director's chair after Drag Me to Hell. Uh, it's a Marvel movie that has a fantastic half an hour at the end. And until then is, is a whole boy boring mess. I'm really sorry. I know a lot of people that listen to the show really like that. Um, I thought it was jumbled. I thought it was poorly stitched together i thought it was in large swaths very unimaginative and pretty boring um but the final Mm. half an hour and some ideas sprinkled throughout are good um is it worth seeing the whole movie no (laughs) no it is not that's pretty damning uh i mean like i am still looking forward to seeing this movie sometime pretty soon probably within the next month because it's now free and i don't have to pay for it in a theater yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why I watched it too. But I find, uh, I find it, it fails more than it succeeds. Um, I, I gave it two and a half stars, but that might be a little generous. Might be. Um, also watched uh, this movie, this new movie, Spiderhead, that's on Netflix. I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, it's another movie by Joseph Kaczynski, who's really having quite a year after Top Gun Maverick, um, which I think we talked about last time. Uh, no. We have not talked about Top Gun Maverick at all. Oh. oh. I love Top Gun Maverick. Oh. <laughs> I love Top Gun <laughs> yeah. Maverick <was> great. a lot. <laughs> but everybody has seen it here except for Dan, uh, which we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I plan on seeing it. I promise. I, I'm sorry. The only reason I'm saying that is because we, we can't say massive, massive spoilers about Top Gun Maverick right now. 
because frankly, we can just talk about Top Gun. Maverick. He's got three arms in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. Now it's not going to be a surprise. So he's the only one that can control the F twenty one because right. it has three levers. No, I'm... <laughs> against against the fifth generation fighters. Fifth generation of what? Don't ask. They're fifth generation fighters. Way better than fourth generation. Five arms. Exactly. I I just saw Top Gun Maverick for the second time yesterday, and I took my wife there, and she lost sensation in her legs because she was holding her breath for too long. Wow. (laughs) Wait, wait. You took her to the danger zone? Oh, I was flying on the highway to the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. So badass. That movie's so good. It rules so hard. I can't wait to see it again. Oh my it, gosh, it's so good. I can't believe we didn't talk about it already. Oh, yeah. Well, it had, oh. I think it just came out when we did the the last What's Up, and then we we all went out to see it right afterwards. Well, okay, us three, except for Dan. <laughs> I'm Except sorry. for Dan, who's getting yeah. carpet installed at his house, you you lame-o. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're all going to talk about Top Gun Maverick right now real quick. So the, the first time I saw it, though, I, I saw it in theaters in in the front row with with my niece because, like, I, I thought it was, like, niece appropriate. She's, like, 16 years old. So, like, we, all, we both went and, like, we're in the front row and leaning way, way back. It's this big old screen, like Tom Cruise's face looks really <laughs> flat. I kept on looking like left and right just to understand like understand who's talking to who. And it, it wasn't the best experience, but it was still like lots of fun. Um and at the end she's like, Oh, that was pretty predictable. Oh, I mean she's yeah. she's sixteen. <laughs> That's she's what you say wrong. when you're 16. She's yeah, yeah. I guess my one hot take for for Top Gun Maverick is it, it's incredible, it's amazing, but also it seems to be uh, like a twist on the dark gritty reboot, which is that it, it kind of flips that on its head a little bit and like it kind of intentionally to the point where everything is right side up. Um, and the bright, so shiny now, reboot. Yeah, it kind of is right, but it actually like it looks like it's going to be a, a dark gritty the way everything's set up, but but it's not, it's really just a straightforward like we just recorded our episode on speed and it's kind of like speed in a lot of ways, it's just really straightforward. Mm-hmm. like. Here's some bad guys. You got to go get them. That's it. Yep. It really is just Mission Impossible Seven. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a, an impossible mission that Tom Cruise makes possible. It's, it's kind of amazing, and it's also beautiful and shiny and, and I pretty much perfect. Pretty much perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. I, yeah, I have nothing bad to say about it. Kind of how I feel. Like it's, it's less. It has less like things like we just talked about again, talk referencing speed. Like there's less uh, thin threads you can pull on. It's it's been very well thought out and very well constructed for you to just enjoy. And that is not the case with Spiderhead. Mm. <laughs> not the case with Spiderhead. Not a good movie. Sorry, it's not oh, good. No. Mm. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is great as a villain. Miles Teller is great as a tortured Southern-ish man with a mullet. Um, but. I would not waste your time with this. This it, it it's got it's got some good stuff going for it, uh, but it, I think it fails on on most levels. And the stuff that's good is not worth seeing. That's what I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So had had some bad luck at the movies, but uh, it's not been too bad. But I'm actually really kind of worried about our slate for new movies this year because it, it it has not been good. I have not been enjoying. I mean, we're in we're in July, 
and I could not construct a top five movies for this year. Yeah, wow. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, but uh, Dan, uh, your movies. What movies have you been watching? You want to share? I've been I've been watching a lot of kind of older stuff. I um, I'm filling in some gaps in my like 90s, 80s, 90s um, repertoire. So I watched Chariots of Fire with my wife. Yeah, I've heard that music my entire life. And I knew it was from the movie. And I knew that they were running, um, but I didn't know why. And so I, I was really excited to watch this. I knew it was going to be a big one. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My wife thoroughly enjoyed it. We did break it up into two parts because it's very long, but we were excited to pick it back up. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a chore. We were both in it for the whole thing and we loved the characters and um, yeah, it was just, it was a good time. It's very, very <laughs> slow, but it's very like the drama is very great. It's, it's very beautiful and the characters are very well thought out. Every piece of dialogue is great. Um, I love British um, you know, British movies in general because of that. Like the the dialogue is usually pretty interesting and well written. And this was uh this was up there with the top ones. So definitely love that. I also watched Hell or High Water. Um Yay. I've seen this one before. But this was um essentially I had a friend over and I was thinking trying to figure out a movie that they would like to watch. And I don't know why this one just came up as like yeah, you need to see this. This is a, this is just a very well-made brothers, like brotherly movie about brothers love and they're kind of trying to, you know, um, go like standing up against the world and trying to figure things out and what's like, figure out what's moral and what they can live with. And um, I, I definitely, there's a lot to be said about this movie and I don't know that I fully understand all the, all the facets of it and the characters are very interesting. And some of them are like, you don't like them or you do like them and you don't like that you like them. And there there's like a lot of controversy around David McKenzie as a director. Um, but I definitely, I definitely like his stuff. I think it, it's thought provoking and um, I'd recommend hell or high water to just about anybody. Hmm. Um, the other movie I was going to mention that I watched recently is Pandorum. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I I found it on a list of it was like movies that are have a surprisingly good ending or, or a surprisingly happy ending. And I forgot that that was the list that I pulled from when I started it. And then at the end, I was like, oh, that was the list because it, it really has a surprisingly happy ending. Um, I, I like that. You just went from Ben Foster to Ben Foster. What's that? I like oh, the yeah. Ben Foster oh, to Ben Foster. That's right. That was the that's what that's what connected my month was Ben Foster. Um <laughs> yeah, he's in he's in Hell or High Water and he's in Pandorum and he's great in both. I don't know what else he's in, to be honest. 310 like, to Yuma, was... baby. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to check out his IMDB page because I, I I've loved every movie. All, those three movies I, I love. So Maybe I'm a Ben Forrest fan that I, and I never Foster? knew it or Ben Foster, Foster. fan. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. What about you, Jesse? What have you been watching? Uh, 
So besides Top Gun Maverick twice, uh, which I, I got to say, it was even better the second time. Just go watch mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. It's, it's amazing. Um, Stop rubbing it in, Jesse. I want to <laughs> see it, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a lot of movies in theaters this month, way more than I normally do. I'm now, like, my number is in Harkins Theaters system, so I just have to put in my number, and then I start getting points. Nice. So I guess nice. I'll, I'll see even more just so I can get like $5 off after I spent $200. It's pretty ridiculous. It's not <laughs> even the deal. Um, <laughs> but I even, uh, I also saw Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Why? Again with my niece. So again, my niece was out. She's 16 and she's really into the Jurassic franchise. Uh, she just watched Why? them all. <laughs> because they're, they're, they're about she's dinosaurs. 16. Who doesn't like dinosaurs? And Me, uh, after watching the Jurassic World movies. <laughs> and you know what, what what these franchises are for? They're they're for like people who are older connecting with people who are younger over like shared experiences with movies. And that's this is exactly what franchises are good for. So it's like, all right, you know what? Let's just go see Jurassic World Dominion in the 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 3D screen. And we did. And the the more I think about the movie, the the more I, I realize just how much it sucked. Um, but it, it, I, <laughs> I knew it sucked at the time. But it was like, I, I guess, full spoilers for this movie. Like, all the dinosaurs have dominated the Earth, and they have decided to not make that the main story of the movie. Instead, it's going to be about giant grasshoppers. Giant <laughs> grasshoppers are eating all the crops, so they have to go to a secret location that also houses a lot of dinosaurs for some reason. So it's kind of like a Jurassic Park movie, only they have to solve a grasshopper problem. And it also happens to involve a clone with the dumbest plot point that I've ever seen. So guys, somebody's come up with a way to have a child if you really want one. You clone yourself and impregnate yourself with yourself. Yeah. That's a solution if you really want a kid. It's it's the most bananas ending. Like I remember the reveal of the little girl in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I remember that happens at the end of the movie, and I was like, "Do you understand the ramifications of what you oh, just unveiled? Oh, oh, this oh, is a dinosaur oh. movie, and now cloning is cool." Yeah, but they they put that on its head, and in the second one, they said it was the grandfather that did it. No, they say it was her. She cloned herself and impregnated herself with herself. And that is supposed to be a good thing in a movie that's a bit supposed to be saying like cloning is basically pretty bad because you shouldn't mess with nature. It doesn't Michael make Crichton any sense. Is rolling in his grave, <laughs> rolling in his grave. It's it a is. great man. Um, I will say Jeff Goldblum is still fun and funny in this movie, and and that was that was kind of it. Um, uh, what, what do you what do you rate this film out of stars? Because I I, I, I I believe I I once upon a time invited everyone to a letterboxd, and I'm seeing some uh, uh, movies on this document that I have not seen you guys rate on that oh, application. No. I I've totally I've, I've totally, been rating. Yeah, you. Thank I, you, Dan. I, I, I rated I'm everything. It's it. just mine are mine are old. I've I've Thank left you, it. I, I've rated two. Like two I don't stars appreciate for that, Jeff, Jesse. One star for Jeff Goldblum. Another star for like this. Uh, this motorcycle chase through a city with raptors chasing him. That was kind of cool. That's what I wanted. I saw part of that. I saw part of that in the trailer. Yeah, because, yeah, that was in the trailer because it was one of the coolest parts. Um, So after that, though, I I saw RRR, which is, uh, it's a Tollywood movie on Netflix. 
guys, this movie is amazing. RRR, like that is the title of the movie, but it, it stands for uh, Rise, Roar, Revolt. It's, oh, it's, it's that a, sounds great. Uh, it's an epic bromance movie. It's like these two dudes, their paths cross, and I... I've never seen a movie quite this incredible before where that constantly like ups itself. It, uh, it, it's amazing. Just, just go see it. Um, the two opening scenes introducing both of the characters, one, the character is pouring blood on himself and then they, they let forth a wolf and he is running away from this wolf that is chasing him. The wolf gets attacked by a tiger the tiger rips the wolf to shreds and starts chasing the guy. <laughs> so now he's oh, running away from the tiger. And it turns out it's just a way to trap him. And there's like basically an arm. It's not quite art. It's, it's a test of strength between him and the tiger at the end. It's amazing. <laughs> and then the next opening scene, there's a guy. Uh, he's Indian. And this movie is very like anti-imperial British. The Imperial British are there. It's taking place in like the 1940s. And this guy is trying to work his way up through the British ranks basically uh this indian guy and uh and there's a mob outside this facility and there's like tens of thousands of people one of those guys throws a rock and his commanding officer says somebody arrest that man and he walks out in front of ten thousand people in the middle of them and just starts like hitting him with his baton until he arrests the guy and that's the introduction and it only ups the ante from there the rest of the movie it's amazing. There's a dance off in the middle of it. There's songs. This movie has like literally everything. Uh, there's a disclaimer for how many animals are in CGI at the beginning, which is like lions, tigers, bears, and so much. Oh my, it's so great. Go watch this movie. It's on Netflix. <laughs> nice. um, Sounds amazing. So yeah, and this one was directed by uh, what S. Oh, I, I'm I'm not even going to pronounce his name. The same director did this movie called Bahubali, which we yes. Which we've mentioned before, uh, so I watched Bahubali after that because, like, I clearly have to watch everything this guy's ever done now. And Bahubali, the beginning, it's not as good as RRR. It's just, it's just not. It's pretty great. Um, there's, I don't know. I, I had a harder time getting getting into it. Um, there's a couple like great scenes, but I kept on comparing it to RRR in my mind, where like mm. every scene was super memorable and like and amazing. And this one was like. It was just okay, but I'm still going to watch the second one, and that's all I kind of have. A, that's all I have to say about Hoobly right now. Okay, okay, mm. that's okay. Uh, I haven't I seen might... RRR, but I mean, if it's one upped, like, like that sounds great because Bahubali, the beginning is fantastic. As yeah. Bahubali too, the end. I, I might do the opposite then. I might not watch RRR <laughs> next. I might watch Bahubali first. Because I don't want to ruin it. I, I, I've heard too I, I don't, much I don't know when in my future I will have nine hours to devote to, to Hollywood cinema. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I will say for RRR, you should you can just watch it like in, in two sittings. I'd say like an hour and a half and an hour and a half. Or in my case, I did like an hour and then two hours. It's perfectly fine. It works. Nice. Uh, there's even like a story shift that really happens like an hour and a half in. So it's kind of a clean break, actually. Oh, helpful. Yeah, Mike. What have, what have you been watching by yourself? Um, well, movies movies with me and not with children. Um, are uh, I so I wasn't here for the last what's up? So that means I get to um get to go a little bit further into the past. 
uh, than it, than you guys. It, it but does not mean that. But yeah, okay. I'm going to. I had like a. a I, yeah, I will be cutting you off. I, I had a couple of days when I was five years old. <laughs> First time I saw Star Wars. Um, no, I had a day where I caught up on like some big movies that I hadn't seen, um, or like a, a weekend or something, and uh, it was it was like a wild, it was a wild weekend. Um, because I watched uh, The Nice Guys, uh, Annihilation, Fantastic, Red Rocket, and Inherent Vice, Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Red Rocket's probably the the worst of those four. Okay. Um, but like those are just you know three incredible movies. Three of those movies are three of the best movies that have come out in the last like twenty years. Yeah, and, and I, I hadn't seen any of them. And I just like I haven't watched any movies since, honestly, other than mm. movies for the podcast. <laughs> like I've just been like, I, what do I do next? I don't know what to do next. Yeah. Um. You do RR next. <laughs> yeah, I guess RR. That's the only way to one up. Um, Red Rocket. Have any of you guys seen this movie? It's the Still Sean Baker. List. It's the Sean Baker movie that came out uh, last year. It's one of those ones um, that like was on the list to finish before the end of 2021, and, then, and I didn't. Yeah. And so now I don't know what I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I know. I know. I, yeah. It's not a movie that's like. It's. It's a hard movie to recommend. Like Sean Baker does some pretty, uh, pretty tough stuff, um, and this is about. A guy who uh, who it was a former adult film star, um, and he comes home uh, to to like a small town in Texas um, and manipulates everyone around him. Um, but he's uh, one of the most sort of charismatic sorts of people that you've ever encountered. Um, so he does it very well, and he's having a great time the whole time he's doing it. It's a weird, weird movie um in general uh i think i think it's um it's powerful in some ways uh and it's definitely like like leaning into the complications of being a human um <laughs> uh, especially a bad a person humor, a human my memoir title yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i mean that's about I, all i've got to say like well go ahead I, I liked red rocket a lot and oh I, yeah I I agree with you that it's a I don't know that it's a movie I'd recommend to anybody just because I don't know. I don't know what they are going to. I don't know what they like in a movie. I don't even know what I like in a movie, but I I liked this. I, I really liked his character, how complicated he was and yet how like I, I don't know. Every character in the movie felt very true to life. Like it was somebody that I feel like I could meet tomorrow in a, in a gas station. And, uh, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I laughed at certain parts. I cried at certain parts. It was like a whole range of emotions and, uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, the easiest way to express it would be say like, oh, you know, like what Sean Baker does is, is helps you empathize with people that you never thought you could. Yeah, that's like that's too simplistic um, for what this movie is doing. It's not just that in in any way. It's not just like making you empathize with this. It's just sort of like this is a human like this is a life. Look at it like like there you go. And, and mm -hmm. now we're going to walk away. And like like I felt sick throughout it. I, I was laughing throughout it like it was one of the oddest movies that that I'd seen. I felt that way throughout all of these movies. Like all of them 
were uh were very powerful like emotionally um they all uh you know like they're they're very different like the nice guys is kind of that film noir um but like the straight not. up comedy you know? yeah yeah um it's very fun it's funny it's got you know russell crowe and uh and the dude who's really good Brian Gosling. Gosling. Gos- yeah gosling <laughs> um <laughs> And it's great. Like they both sort of like flip their normal like characters on their heads. That's that's really fun. But Annihilation is just like, I, what a wild, what a ride. picture, what a film. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I think about Alex Garland. This is going to be like kind of a hot take, but I think he's a little bit simpler than what he looks like. Yeah. Um. I, I think. I think. I. I, I want to hear is, you say that more, but I. I I think these movies are actually not complicated. They're just overwhelming. Yeah. Which is like very different, right? From, from most people. Usually it's like the opposite. They're like more complicated than what meets the eye. He's like making, I don't know. I don't know. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. So that's what's up with me on the movie front. That's all you had to say about annihilation. It's he's an interesting dude. That's like, I, that's like, like a long conversation. I know. I, like all it of is. these, if I wanted, I mean, an inherent vice, like, wow. It's a long what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot with all of them. Um, I will say that between the three I've seen, I haven't seen Red Rocket. I actually did feel sick in each one of those movies. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. one of those ones. There was a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, nope, don't like that. Yeah. But in a good way, though. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I was, uh, I mean, I felt sick. I don't, I don't know what to say. No, not for me. No, not in a good way. No, I actually felt sick. Like, in, in, the, nice guys, in the nice guys, when the when the porn star dies at the beginning, didn't like that. In Inherent Vice, uh, when the he visits the sex shop at the beginning, didn't like that. And uh, in Annihilation, at the end, and not knowing what to feel, like, I liked that. In that case, I liked that. Oh, but no, I did but- feel... Sick. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about the bear that copies everybody's voices. And no, love that, love that. No, no. Oh, ew, you love that? Oh, that made you feel yeah. sick. That's gross. Oh, it's rad. I loved it, and it made me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I manage. Um, you know, Phantom Thread's one of my favorite movies. Maybe mm-hmm. I got something. Ah, ah. Um, but okay. So, so starting back around, then uh, we're talking about movies with kids. Uh, uh, closing the loop, I believe last time I mentioned that I've been watching the How to Train Your Dragon series with my daughter. Um, we finally finished the third one. I think the third one is close. It might be the best one. And I don't know if I've ever said that about a trilogy, that the third one's the best one. I don't think I've ever said that. I think you probably said it with the third Pirates movie, but in like... No, a, I said the second one's the best one. In a hyperbolic way. The second one's the best one. Maybe I said it, it in a you hyperbolic said, way. You said yeah, the third you one's did. the best one. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah, uh, no. The second one's the best one. Um, uh, no, but How to Train Your Dragon, uh, this third one is amazing. It's incredible. I love that we got to watch Hiccup grow up. I love that we got to to see a life happen before our eyes. And I think that it's kind of, it's never really been done. Like we watched Andy kind of grow up in Toy Story, but not really. This is focused on on a kid who becomes a young man, who becomes an adult. And that journey with his best friend and that was unique. It brought a tear to my eye. I'd never seen that. I, I've never seen that done in an animated film for kids. My daughter loves these movies now. She wants to watch them all the time. I love How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, the only one I don't love is number two. Don't love number two. It's fine. It's fine, but it's really bloated. And uh, the stuff that happens at the end is really rushed and hurried. And I don't think it really belonged there. Um, 
But we also closed the loop on Kung Fu Panda 3, one of the worst trilogies that I've ever seen. Uh, these are garbage movies. These are garbage. <laughs> that first Kung Fu Panda, amazing. I really like that movie. I think it's really funny. I think it's really fun. I think the action's great. The characters are funny. Um, and then, man, it takes a steep cut to number two, which is still fine. It's a fine movie. Uh, but we get to this number third one. We got these 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 pandas beep-bopping everywhere. They're rolling. They're fat. I, I don't know. What is this? This is... And then we got Uguay back. What did, What are we even doing? It's waste of time, waste of space, My kids waste of talent. That one. I know it's they did. I know you mentioned that. I know it's, it's because it's, it's a weird spirit realm that they just think it, it's so amazing and mind bending to them. They've never seen anything like it. Because because you have kids and you know kids like kitty bullshit sometimes, and this movie's <laughs> kitty bullshit. I'm sorry, this is not made for anyone over the age of six. It is kitty bullshit, and I think that's that's kind of awesome for. For a movie called Kung Fu Panda, I specifically Kung Fu Panda 3, I don't think I expect anything different. Well, How to Train Your Dragon 3 is fantastic. <laughs> and considering it's the same damn studio that put both of these out within a few years of each other. No, I do take issue. Why does kid entertainment have to be stupid when it can be great? And I see a clear example of a great trilogy about growing up and another trilogy that's not great. But and that's... Appeal- for Kung Fu Panda Three, it appeals to my kids more. I don't like. I'm not blaming The bad guy's pretty cool. His his weapon with like the two, what are they? Two big swords that are. His weapon, by his weapon is not actually yeah. his weapon. That's the thing he just throws around. His real weapon is the fact that at will he can turn people into jade figurines. And that's that is crazy. But like the was, music that plays when he's. I, I, there uh, are definitely parts that I like. The Imagine Dragon soundtrack that plays whenever he does that. Is it's, that what it is? It sounds like the Imagine Dragons song. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming your friends for liking this at all. I just think it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. I just, there were things I liked about it. Throwing I, it I liked I liked some of the action sequences. I think the, 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 the Wuxia action sequences still continue to be cool. But otherwise, no. I'm mm. Not for me, dog. Um, I'm just going to point yeah. out that Mike is trying to kill himself with a water bottle right now. I'm not really sure why. What's so offensive to you about talking about kids' movies? Hey, children. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. You don't edit these. You know, that's going out there. I was just thinking how hilarious it was that you were yelling because you said you weren't going to yell. I know, but then Jesse, Jesse fought back, and so I had to yell. Again, I don't care if your kids like this or not. It's just objectively hey not very good. Hey, hey, Dan, what have your kids been watching? Uh, yeah, so we watched Pandorum with my kids. No. <laughs> not a kid's movie. Uh, no, I watched... Uh, so currently with my kids, they basically just love anything with monkeys right now. Um, we It all started... <laughs> my wife randomly found this movie called Monkeys Go Home which is this strange <laughs> Disney. It's actually by Disney and it came out in like, I think it's like seventies and it, it takes place in this French village where this American like um, ex Navy guy or not, no, not Navy uh, NASA. He like, he like left NASA and he brought the monkeys that they were using for their space, you know, testing or whatever. He brings them into this French village and for whatever reason, these monkeys are the only ones that can pick the olives that fall every season um, from the olive trees in this French village. And 
anyways, my kids love, it's all a bunch of hijinks with these monkeys and it's very, it's very quaint. It's very funny. It's very slapstick. Um, but they love it. Like, yeah, give, give me some context. Give me some context. Is this animated? No. So it's, it's, it's real life. Um, okay. It, uh, who's in it. So the, the, there's like a priest, there's a very heavy, like Catholic presence in the movie. There's a priest in it and it's the, it's the French man that sings the Aristocats song, like the really oh. famous French the Aristocats. Song. Yeah. He's like, he's like a really famous French actor hmm. that I only know from Aristocats, which probably shows how American I am, but um, yeah, it has. And then the, the main guy actor who's an American, I, I know I've seen him in stuff. I don't know. He's, He's probably big in like 50s, 60s Hollywood. Um, it's a pretty good movie. Like my kids love it. It's very quaint. It's very slapstick. Like I said, like it's a fun movie though. And it's it, it was released by Disney. I think Disney's probably trying to forget about it that they ever had anything to do with a movie that was like so wrapped up in religion and um, and like, I don't know. It's It's a very weird movie. It doesn't seem like it should be have Disney at the beginning of it. Um, um, so his name his name is Maurice Chevalier, and this was his final movie. Oh, okay, I mean, he's he's very old in it, um, but yeah, that's 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 amazing. So, anyways, I my kids love monkeys go home. They ask for it every day. We've been trying to find other monkeys things, and they're typically okay with it. As as <laughs> what, we, what we're putting on the screen has a monkey in it. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, we watched the Jungle Book the other day, the the real life lots of monkeys slash CGI one with the uh, oh the John Favreau one. Yeah, it was okay. Like I I I remember not liking it, and I thought it was okay this time around. Um, there's a lot of it that I didn't like, sure, but there's a lot that was good. There's a lot that was cool. and There's I, a lot of monkeys. There's a lot of monkeys. <laughs> and I forgot that Christopher Walken is the, the orangutan or whatever he is. And I was like, like, that's... You. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so we watched that. Monkeys are in right now. <laughs> what about monkeys you, Monkeys are in. Monkeys are in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what happened that? there. Um, sorry, I think I might have broken your wall. I don't know what happened Jeez, there. Jesse, I'm can't really bring you sorry. anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'll fix it later. No. Okay, whatever. So, um, Hey, everyone. Jumping in real quick to tell you about something I'm personally very excited for. It's SIRS Furniture. S-I-R-R-S Furniture. Now, if you've been listening to our podcast for a long time, then you know about SIR. He was. We did the, the crossover with the uh, Before Sunset trilogy. He's been on a couple of our episodes. I've been on a couple of his. Um, he's a dear friend. And he happens to make, besides a fantastic podcast, beautiful, custom-made wood cutting boards of, of whatever flavor of wood you want and whatever kind of design you want. It's It's beautiful, custom work. And with summertime coming up, I know that I'm going to be out barbecuing. I'm going to be out going to birthday parties. I'm going to be going to a couple of weddings. And it's sometimes hard to pick, you know, what to give somebody, uh, what to give a friend of mine. Sirs Furniture is your one-stop shop 
for cutting boards, charcuterie boards, coasters, anything that you can really think of that is handmade, handcrafted, and designed woodcraft. You've been using a small plastic board for years. You know you have. Or, you know, take a look in your kitchen at those dried out twigs that you call cutting boards. And go to sirsfurniture.com, S-I-R-R-S furniture.com slash N-Y-F-M and check out the wide selection of beautiful handcrafted wooden cutting boards that are on display there. Now, listen, let me tell you a little bit ago when Mike welcomed in his third child to the world, um, Jesse and I banded together and we we pitched in on, on one of the big Bertha, I think it's called the Martha of the, the cutting boards. It was big, it had a nice channel around the side and we put Mike's last name right in the middle and this board was gorgeous. I was upset that I didn't have Mike's last name so that I couldn't just keep it for myself. It was the single most beautiful cutting board I've ever seen. So that whether you love to cook, barbecue, or just need that perfect gift, Sir has what you need. So for 10% off, use our link, Sir's Furniture. That's S-I-R-R-S furniture.com slash N-Y-F-M. That'll tell him that we sent you. (laughs) So with my kids, uh, recently I watched... Uh, Hercules with my son, because I was trying to think, like, he's three now. I watched Hercules in theaters when it came out. I think I was like five. Like, yeah, it's probably age appropriate. I put it on, uh, and and he really liked it, but it kind of freaked me out. Like, maybe, like, there's a lot of, like, like, I don't know, like, underworld things and, like, you know. All the the fates. There's the fates, and they're all really creepy. You know, they they're passing around an eyeball to each other, and then it's like the bad guy is Hades, the god of death. And like one of his intros, he's like, he's like going on with Charon, you know, on the river sticks, and then it's all those souls trying to clamber onto their boat as they're going. And souls, then, yeah. and then the three headed dog comes, and then there's two little demon minions, pain and panic come along and it, it's, <laughs> one, of, one of whom is voiced by bobcat goldthwaite and you're like what? Yeah. why are you here and, yeah and his headquarters is a giant skull made out of stone it's it's very weird it's way more gothic and dark than i had wanted to actually introduce him to and i had to keep reminding myself that i had seen this movie and i think i've turned out kind of okay so it's probably okay for him to see too um but, but you were he, saying the eyeshadow he's wearing now is a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's, yeah, it, it was a good time. He ended up liking it. He really liked the monsters at the end, like the Titans that were all like, you know, the tornado and the lava monster and the, the ice monster and the giant the ice, Cyclops monster. The ice one is my favorite one. I love the ice guy. Yeah, that's and that's what I lo- really loved too. So I figured he would really love it, and yeah, that that was the the best part of the movie for him. And so, like for that moment alone, I think it was worth watching. And also, it's like it's pretty good. You know, it's about a hero trying to be a hero, um, and realizing that maybe just being strong isn't isn't the only thing. Um, maybe you actually have to do something genuinely heroic from your heart, and that was cool. It's a cool moral. Uh, it's something I really want to pass on. Um, yeah, that that was cool, Hercules. Um, and then the other one that we that we watched was The Prince of Egypt. 
Yeah, uh, this, yeah. You know, I, I I saw this when I was younger. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. Oh my. Wow. This movie is crazy. I've never seen a movie quite like it. You know, there's that brother relationship at the beginning of this movie. Incredible. And then yeah. they like, they never become friends again. Like, when does this happen? This is not really a kid's movie. <laughs> um, but uh, I also like it. It really disturbed my daughter. Uh, I think it, I, I'm actually. I think it was okay for her to see it. Um, but she, watching this movie, realized that there are evil people in this world, and I, I don't think she'd ever quite comprehended that idea. Um, so there's like that montage with um, the hieroglyphics on the wall showing like all the babies being murdered. And my daughter establishes her entire morality system based off of how good people treat children. So in her mind, this is the most evil of all evils that can ever be conceived of. And she watched that happen on screen of like a bunch of soldiers killing babies. You know, not um, a bad it, system of morality, honestly. It, it is a pretty good system of morality. Uh, but like it, it, she was just like she was in tears at the end of this movie. Uh, she didn't want to talk about it. She's just like, I, I don't want to talk about it. She, it's not like she's, uh, it's not like she's having nightmares about it. But like that really like shook her in a big way. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But we watched Prince of Egypt, and that was a reaction from the Prince of Egypt. Hmm. Strong reaction, right? Huge. I've never gotten a reaction like that from a movie. And honestly, it was kind of deserved though. Like if you're gonna see. A bunch of babies being slaughtered because of like uh, who they're born into. Then that's an appropriate reaction. I'm kind of I'm also happy that that's a reaction, right? But it's like that that's a rough thing to realize that people can't are capable of this. Yeah. So I love that movie. It's a stacked cast too. Like Val Kimmer, Kilmer is Moses mm-hmm. and God. Got Ra- Ray Fiennes. We've got Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, oh, Jeff also Goldblum, Steve Martin, and Martin Short are the priests. Yeah, that, that was so. It was so funny to me, like finally uh, realizing uh, that. Yeah, Danny Glover is is Jethro, Helen Mirren, and uh, and Patrick Stewart are in here as well. It's incredible, it's incredible cast. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I think it's one of the like best. It's one of my favorite animated movies. I think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it out there. Oh, me. Um, so we haven't watched a ton of movies recently, but again, I'm gonna, you know, do the I uh I wasn't here last time, so I get like a little bit of leeway. Um I mean you can keep saying that. No, um we uh so <laughs> we watched through the original trilogy. Of Star Wars with the kids, uh, so four, five, and six, and Episode One as well, which is like this is this is a first. I feel like um, where we definitely like I remember saying when we did Star Wars back at the beginning of of the year, towards the end of the year, that um, I was going to wait to do it, and then like we started it a month later. Couldn't stop the train. <laughs> yeah, you had to keep. Going. Yeah, and then and then we just went through through them all over the last like month. Um, which was uh, which was interesting. So I started watching the uh, this episode two, um, and it decided that uh, I think we're gonna wait for a little while to show 
that to them. It gets pretty dark. It starts with a bombing. Yeah, it starts <laughs> with a bomb and like someone dying, and like there's a lot of murder and it's kind of a Centipedes. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of a weird kids movie. It's kind of a weird movie. I don't really know who it's who it's for exactly. Um, it's like yeah. crime noir meets Star Wars. For like yeah. a bit, and then sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for the first half. Yeah. And it's just sort of weird to like make a movie for, for young people about the fall of someone. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I've just been thinking about that lately um, because of that. We need, it sounds, what I've heard from the last like five minutes is it sounds like we need to do a Prince of Egypt episode, and it sounds like we need to do the Star Wars prequels. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'd yeah. love, like, love to do both. Yeah. Not a Kung Fu Panda 3 episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm down. Uh, that, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. You didn't want I'm to talk about this sorry, one? I'm going to throw out there. I forgot to put this on there. We watched, I don't it's know why late. we watched it. We were trying to find a movie for the kids. We watched The Princess Bride with our kids. Uh, oh. No way. How'd it go? And, Whoa, wait. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, I mean, my wife and I both grew up with this movie. We've seen it probably a million times between the two of us we were quoting it the entire movie and i neither of us had seen it for like a good seven or eight years um probably because we were like we watched it too many times as kids and like we loved it our kids so it was very interesting they had different reactions like my oldest son was terrified like the the R-O-U-S's, these giant rats in the swamp, totally scared the bejesus out of him. The the oh, eels, the screaming eels, everything scared him quite a bit, which is probably a legitimate reaction. Um, but then my daughter, who's just below him, who's three, she loved it. Like the next day, she's like, can we watch the movie with the, the rats in it? And we're like, the rats? <laughs> Oh, you mean the movie last night? Yeah. Um, no, we're not going to watch that again. Um, but yeah, o- overall, though, I think they liked it. And like days later, they were asking for it again. And they they liked it enough that we'll definitely watch it again as a family. And it's probably going to just be a part of our family just because my wife and I love it so much. It's a classic. And um, yeah, it'll just be hard because every single time my wife and I like we have to quote it while the movie's running. Um we know every line. So it's uh yeah, it's a, it was a really fun time. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. That's glad you awesome. glad you guys had that. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know if I will ever have time again to rewatch and like The Princess Bride. I what? Think, I think it might be dead. You are a thief of joy. No, I think it just <laughs> might, I think I've seen it too many times. Like I just I, think it might be dead. Like, that's it, what it's I thought. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's been long enough. Eight years, was I think, is the last time mm-hmm. I saw it. That was long enough for me to appreciate it again. And it we're might at, have to be at another about eight, eight or, We're at about eight or nine years for me, too. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. It could happen. That's okay. I think that's okay. If a movie's like, oh, I burnt, I'm burnt out and I can only watch it once every decade. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess... Um, to close the loop on some stuff from last week, uh, last episode, uh, I've watched exactly one more episode of Under the Banner of Heaven. <laughs> uh, really like this show. Uh, the fact that I've returned for episode two means I really like it. Uh, stay tuned to next month where I've watched episode three of Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, 
continues to be a very well-made show. Uh, no notes. Thank you, David McKenzie. Uh, have not returned to Stranger Things. And honestly, I won't. Wow. I won't. No. You won't. No. No. I have, I have other things. I would, Not even better things. I'm not even making a, a qualitative judgment. I have Stop other it. things I want to spend my time on. Mm-hmm. Um, less strange things. Less strange things. Or more less, strange or things. Even Where are my strangest uh, things at? I've heard of stranger things. <laughs> now we've got even stranger things. Strangest <laughs> things. The strangest, the craziest. Um, no, and speaking of that, I, I have been watching Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, if you want to talk yeah. about some real strange shit. <laughs> uh, one episode in particular I'd like to recommend. If you're going to watch one episode, I think that you should watch um, the episode called uh, Bad Traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly one of the greatest short films I've ever seen. Uh, David Fincher directing this um, story about... Man, I don't want to spoil anything. It's 20 minutes long. Uh, it's on a ship. Yeah. And a strange entity comes to live in the ship. And that is what we have to deal with. It's gorgeous. It's gross. It's creepy. It's real nasty. Um, but it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, made me really upset that David Fincher was not able to make his 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really something special, though. So if, if you're in the mood for some weirdo sci-fi, uh, Love, Death, and Robots, season three, episode Bad Traveling. Um, that's what I got for TV shows. Uh, what about you, Dan? What do you got for TV shows? Um, so I I recently watched the season four of Ozark. Uh, I'm a huge Ozark fan. I It's one of those rare shows that anytime a new season comes out, I will actually rewatch all of the previous seasons. I'm sorry, any, anytime a new season comes out, I'll rewatch all the previous seasons um, so How I much did that. Time with, do you have? <laughs> I, so much time. <laughs> it it takes time. Well, okay. So part of this is that I was. Um, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I had a job at a certain point that there were like days or weeks when we didn't have anything to do, and so we would just watch <laughs> movies and shows because what else can you do? And uh, so that that was partly it. Season two and three came out during that job, mm. so when you have eight hours, it's like might as well watch season one of Ozark and then season two the next day. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of Ozark that in that part of my life, but I didn't do that with season four. The one I just watched, I didn't rewatch all of it. I rewatched like the two episodes previous. So the final two episodes of season three. Um, I, I love this show to say the least. I, um, I adore Jason Bateman and um, everything. All all the characters in this, I think, are written perfectly. Um, they're so interesting. The plot lines are so well written, and it's like I don't I don't know what's going to happen next. I just love the choices made for every character. They're so um, every every plot line is like tied off with a with a bow that's perfect. Um, there's no loose ends that you're like yeah, they clearly didn't have a, a purpose for that character. Everything has a purpose. Everything is, it's just like a masterful show. Um, I, I'm very much a fan of Ozark and I, I can't wait to see what comes next. I'm sure they're going to keep going with it. Um, I think it's one of the biggest shows on Netflix right now. And um, yeah, can't, can't recommend it highly enough. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that sounds great. It sounds like I have to watch Ozark sometime. Never. I think I've seen like 10 minutes and that's kind of it. But yeah, I should give it a shot. Um, so I guess continuing from last episode, I finished uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Uh, I, I don't like it near the end. Um, it starts to starts to be more preachy about religion in general and start stops being like this murder mystery about like this Mormon community and like uh, maybe some fundamental Latter-day Saint like group that's that's out there murdering somebody in the uh, the Mormon church when you cover it up to to being like, oh, maybe Mormonism is stupid to to saying like maybe all religion is dumb. At the very end, mm, uh, one of conclusion, sir. It's all dumb, <laughs> like, and also like being a, a religious person. There, there was this, like, the way they had this proof set out is like his partner leads him out to like this beautiful like vista. It's just like, look at it, it's great. Why do you have to say God made that for you? It's just like, mm. like I'm not. <laughs> wait, wait, just, stop, stop the presses. <laughs> Why not believe in God anymore? Holy that's, shit! That's how it ended up being. And then he's just like, you know, maybe I could just pretend to believe in God for the sake of the family. Oh, yes, yes. And yeah. it's, I thought it was really stupid. Like, not only for from a character standpoint, does it feel like unfinished and like, like, I'm sorry, if you have, like, a conflict within yourself, maybe, like, finish that off. Don't just, like, leave in this weird gray area. But it, it, it didn't even do that. Um, uh, they, they do solve the crime, but, like, by then, that's not really the central point anymore. And so I I really like the show in the first few episodes, and I think it starts devolving into something that it doesn't really need to be. Um, I think the the murder itself could have spoken to all the points that they had really wanted to. Um, so that's the end of Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield as, as the showrunner. Um, but they uh, have also recently... As, as the star. As the star. Sorry, yeah, not showrunner, the star. Um, I've, I've also started Stranger Things 4. I, I'm two and a half episodes in. So uh, it's like what, like like about three hours? Or so, <laughs> it's, I think so. It, it's long. Uh, it's also like it's just not nearly as fun as it used to be. The show used to be like a like a fun time with like some surprising moments of oh, like she can kill people with her mind. Um, <laughs> like it really didn't see that coming. Um, and, and now it's just like you. Um, it's it's a full on like demonic possession show. Uh, like the whole thing is like there's this demon who's taking people over and he's like, you know, they're contorting on the ceilings and then like dying and somebody's being framed for murder. It's it's not Ugh. nearly as fun as it used to be. Um, it's like their carefree days seem to have been seem to be gone and they're all like in high school now contending with like, you know, drinking and drugs and big parties. And it's just the magic is kind of gone. Yeah. Um well, every season is like a different genre of 80s horror, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's how I've always seen it. I, yeah. I haven't looked for a, like, a common thread between the seasons. 
and this one is doing like the exorcist right this one's doing like the demonic possession if, if that's um, the case yeah. if that's the case with season two the season where they just ripped off um what it was like to be a, a bad movie that's kind of <laughs> <how I felt laughs> season two. oh this is the bad movie season okay we're the oh i two. love season two i, I know we that. argued about this a lot i know <laughs> yeah um oh one one other show i didn't see it in its entirety i just saw the final two episodes was the obi-wan show I enjoyed the last two episodes. They were fine. That's nice. Good. I I felt like I did not need to see the other four at all. How did you end up seeing the final two and not the first four? Again, my my niece was out. She had been following it. I was just like, you know what? You you really want to talk about this with your friends? I'll I'll sit down and see what this Obi-Wan show is all about. What's this this here Obi-Wan you got going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I really felt like the old man here. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, the fourth one was, uh, the, the fifth episode was fine. The sixth episode was, was even, it was better. It, it was cool to see like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan go at it, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's also that, that third character that, that really nobody cares about because the other point of view characters are Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. And then they they threw in some other random characters that just nobody cares. You should just stick with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I mean, the show is called Obi Wan, so I that, exactly. that's what I'd be here to see. <laughs> so, anytime they're not there, it's like the show kind of drags. You're like, all right, can we get back to their duel, please? Um, nice. Yeah, there is a duel, and there's this. I will say in the final episode, spoilers if if you care about that, skip f- fifteen seconds. There's a part where Darth Vader's mask has been sliced, and you can see into his face, and he's kind of crying a little bit, and you hear. Hating Christensen's voice and the Darth Vader voice like overlap with each other, and he's telling he's telling Obi Wan, I don't know, like uh, I'm the one that killed me, basically. Or, like I killed him, I killed Anakin, which is why you know at the end or in in episode four, he's just like Darth Vader is the one that killed your father. Mm. In, in some ways, yeah, the they're whole explaining show hard. They're explaining the thing I didn't have a question about. Exactly. <laughs> I have a question about it. It always kind of bothered me. We brought it up before. Anyway, I'm done talking about Obi-Wan. All right. Uh, You're going to close the show out, Mike. I'm, oh, okay. I'm going to close this out. Uh, well, I guess for shows, W's are in in the in, in my household. Um, <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, <laughs> Please tell me there are three. Oh, I... There aren't three. There's just two. Um, there's I just, just closed one. out the, the, the wire. <laughs> yeah, there's just one. Oh. I just closed out the wire season two. Um, and guys, I don't know if you've heard of this show, The Wire. Um, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. Uh, I recommend take The Wire pretty good. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess like. I, I guess they didn't know they were going to do season two when they did season one. And it was like, oh, they just kind of had like a fully encapsulated story in season one. And, and then people were like, hey, that was fantastic. Let's do more. So they brought it back and all the characters were kind of in like difficult situations. So the first season two is slow. And like this is acknowledged and known by the world at large and what I discovered watching it. Um, and it's all about kind of like the docs and the, I don't know, all the politics, the wires, the wires about the politics in Baltimore and like this corrupt city in the nineties or whatever, and or early two thousands and wiretapping. There's a lot of connections to like, uh, counterterrorism and all this stuff going on. Um, fascinating show, fascinating stuff. Uh, it's a very slow burn, um, cop show, which is, which is a lot of fun. 
Um, and also not fun. It's also like very serious. Yeah, um. it's, it's like it's 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 as close to homework as entertainment gets. No, it's mm. not as close to homework as it's it's, it's pretty close. It's like very I almost need a dossier to keep track of who is who. I mean, they mm. they well, okay. Um, I find that fun. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you just need to update your definition. Uh, and then homework on the other fun. side, we're watching Nerd. The Witcher. The Witcher season one, um, which I watched nice. whenever it came out by to, myself. To reinforce the nerd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to reinforce the nerd. Um, but uh, but sh- my wife has been wanting to watch it, so we, we turned it on. What um, does she think? I'm not really sure. We just watched the third episode, I think, which is when, like, uh, the when Yennefer, like, changes, transforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the Striga and everything. Um, my wife walked in the room once when I was watching it and she goes, is her name Yennefer? I said, yeah. And she said, you virgin and left. <laughs> yeah, that's probably bad. I don't know what she thinks about it. It was really dark and then we went to bed. Like, it was a dark episode. Uh, I don't know. Um, but, like, I also love, love, like, it's, The Witcher is cheesy. It is very pulpy. Um it's a very pulpy show, but like it's like a dime store Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's a dime of, store Game of Thrones, is what it is. It, it is, but like I kind of there's something unique about it, and that's the like the the character of Geralt. It's like yeah. it it keeps its scope small because it's focused on one individual, Geralt of um, Rivia, who isn't like a major player, but sort of is forced into being a player in these battles of kings. And he's not even in human. the game. He's a Thrones. mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant. He always talks like this. Yeah. Yep, so that's what I got. Geralt's badass. I like the witch. Geralt is a badass. I like and I resented that the I was called a virgin by the mother of my two kids. That was that hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, but her name was Yennefer. It's yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like Jennifer, but nerdy. It's <laughs> This is so dumb. It really took someone from the outside to show that to me. And I was like, yep, you're right. I am humiliated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, any any final little thoughts that you want to add, any of us want to add before we, we say goodnight? I, no? I've already no? spilled my guts about everything. I, I'm good. Yeah. Same. I we, we tried to get through more than we got through last time. We got through... The same amount. I don't know how we're going to fit more into an hour. Oh, we did get through more because uh, Mike was here. That's yeah. true, but we didn't get any more categories. There's we didn't get books yeah, or music think... or video games. But but Mike was reaching like months, so that. Do we need to have a Patreon or our Patreons where we do the half of the episode that we can never do? <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon of the Patreon. What's really up? <laughs> then you. Can... <laughs> Anyway, for all of us to die for all these movies, this has been a fantastic What's Up episode. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. I'm Jesse. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Movies. Please let us know what you think about movies and our discussions on our Twitter at NYF Movies on our Not Your Father's Movies Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram or email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. Also, please consider supporting us on Patreon. This podcast has cost us a lot of time, effort, and money. Please consider contributing, and we will start sending you monthly newsletters, our bonus WhatsApp episodes, and even an NYFM mug. We hope to hear from you soon. 
Lastly, thank you to Max Augers for our awesome theme playing right now, and to Andy LaFave from Don't Dance for the remix that you hear at the beginning of every episode. Thanks again for listening to Not Your Father's Movie.